Good morning, folks. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty, mighty, mighty God we serve. Yes, Lord, this morning, what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Are we bowing before him on today? Did we bow before him on yesterday? Doesn't really necessarily mean physically get down on the floor and bow down before him. If you were in prayer and that's what you were led to do, that's great. I do it all the time. But did we bow down before him, laying down every weight, casting aside every high-minded thing that came up against the word of the Lord, that came up against the promises of our lives? Did we bow down before him in our spirit? Did we bow down before him and take a back seat and say, God, I, you, you got this. I can't fix this, but you can fix it. So God, I'm surrendering it to you. This is my way of bowing down before you. I'm just going to turn. <clears throat> I'm just going to turn the other cheek. I'm just going to get up and I'm going to graciously walk away from the conversation walk away from the meeting, walk away from the dysfunction, walk away from the discord. Because let me tell you just a little, let, let me give you just a little nugget, very little. Did you know, because sometimes I forget that God is not the author of confusion. He does not dwell in confusion. But he did say where unity is, that is where he commands a blessing. What a mighty God we serve. Let us remember today the words of the Lord. Let us remember today what his word says. Let us remember what our pastors taught us on last weekend. Let us remember what our prayer partner spoke into our lives on yesterday, whatever we were going through. Let us remember that what a mighty God we serve and his might doesn't come from our decision making. His might and power does not come if we make a mistake, if, if we do something good. No, he's mighty without our help. He's mighty without our mess up. Thank you, God, that he's mighty in spite of our mess up. He's mighty, mighty, mighty. And he has everything. He has an, an abundant amount. He overflows in whatever it is. And whatever he needs to get us to point B, to get us to the other side, to get us through this rough place, through this valley, God can do it because he is the, in my mind, he's the only mighty God. Any other God, any other idol, any other form of power and supervision has to bow down to him because at the name alone, Jesus Christ, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I talk a lot about feelings, 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 feelings can take us down the path of destruction. And yesterday I talked about, you know, being in our feelings, getting out of our feelings. We feel like God is not there. We feel like he's left us. We feel like he doesn't hear our prayers. Feelings are just temporary. They change with the wind. It's just don't get lost in the feeling because everything that the enemy sends 
is fake. It's fictitious. It has no long-lasting power. It is a fact that weapons do form against us. But the truth is, God says that we are victorious. And he spoke to me yesterday when I was in prayer. When I, when I was able to leave work and I had some time by myself. And I just began to pray. And what God showed me was, he said, <clears throat> my son is already victorious. He's already defeated Satan. He's already won the victory. He's already won the battle. Now God is speaking this to me. He said, and that my son is already victorious and you are an heir. You are an heir to the throne. You are an heir to him. So whatever belongs to him belongs to you. And he said that the victory is already my son's he said, you have the victory as well because whatever belongs to him belongs to you. And I, what else could I do but just thank him? What else could I do but just thank him? Because he didn't have to give us the victory. He didn't have to make us heirs to his throne. He didn't have to say, these are going to be my successors. He didn't have to say that. He didn't have to do it, but he did. And I thank him that he did. Because there are some enemies that we are faced with. That we know, God, you got to. You have to allow the victory to be seen, to be displayed in the front of these enemies that you're telling us. You've told us, just sit still, just sit back, just don't say anything. You just keep a seat. I'm going to avenge for you. I'm going to straighten it out. All you do is continue to give my word. Continue to praise me. Continue to worship me. Continue to trust me. The enemy had came to me and told me, you need to just walk away from your calling. Because of what one person living outside of faith said. Something that they did. And I said, oh my God. I said, hmm. I must lay my, I must lay my calling down. I must do it and I must do it in a hurry. You know, we can be dramatic. And then just a little talk with Jesus makes it all right. Just going to the house of the Lord, getting around other like-minded believers. You get your strength back. You get your power back. You get reminded that God is with us. Our, our first lady at the church that I attend, she told us Sunday, she had to give us a refresher course. She said, sometimes we question if God is there. Are we going to believe that he's with us or are we not? And I just got back my strength. I got back my power. And I was reminded that these things that we go through, they're going to come. But she reminded us that just let not your heart be troubled. We don't need to let our hearts be troubled with this temporary stuff. Do we get discouraged? Yes, we do. Discouragement is real. Discouragement can take you out if you let it. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, it, it will certainly come in your morning. Whenever your morning time is, it's going to come, but the weeping, it's just temporary. And everything that the enemy throws our way is superficial. It has no meaning. It has no meaning. It's supposed to come. 
It's supposed to come. Satan is doing his job when people lie on you, when they when they misconstrue your words, when they take something innocent and turn it into something evil. Those things are supposed to happen. They are supposed to happen. Don't let it stun you. Don't let it get you just caught in a position of you're just frozen. You can't move because, oh, how could my mama do me like this? Oh, how could my children do me like this? Oh, how could this happen to me? I don't understand. Why did they do that? I've been on that job for 20 years. How could they? It's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen to every believer. You're going to go through moments, temporary moments of feeling unsuccessful, feeling denied, feeling like you're never going to be good enough to be accepted. Stop trying to fit in when you were born to stand out. And as I minister to you, I minister to myself. And two scriptures that God gave me this morning, he reminded me, he said, let me show you something that's <clears throat> a form of the enemy's uh him being superficial, him being like just a, he, it's like he does something and he know he has no power, but he goes ahead and he does it anyway. Now the word of God says the adversary, he's roaming around and he's seeking whom he may devour. And he's, he's, uh, uh, roaring his voice and he's walking around. He's roaming around. And he's looking for somebody that he can devour. But the word of God says, now go and research it for yourself. Like a roaring lion. He's roaming around like a roaring lion. It didn't say he was a lion. It says like, like, like. You're acting like so-and-so. You're speaking like so-and-so, meaning you're not the actual person, but you're acting like. And then another scripture that he gave me, uh, <clears throat> another scripture that he gave me uh, this morning. Um, let me think. Uh, I can't really, it escapes me right now. But just hold on to that one that I just gave you and know that he roams around like he don't even have the chutzpah to be a lion. He has to roam around like he's a lion. So that's one scripture. And I promise you, when I remember what the other one is, I'm going to give it to you. But for right now, just know that these things that come, they're supposed to come. And just know that weeping may endure for a night. But joy definitely is going to come in your morning. And you have to pray and ask God to show you when is that morning. And he will definitely show you when that morning is. He'll tell you when to get up and rise. He'll tell you, okay, your morning time is over. He, God will do that because it's not his plan and his purpose for us to mourn over something for the rest of our lives. It's not his plan and it's not his purpose, I believe, to mourn for the rest of our lives until we close our eyes. I believe that 
what the word says to everything there is a time and a season and a great man of God once said to everything there is an expiration date everything has an expiration date so that's good news if you're mourning continue to mourn just know that there's an expiration date on it if this is your if this is your uh joyous time rejoice in your moments of rejoicing because that's what rejoicing is is rejoicing is being happy it's being is it's giving god praise it's thanking him for the the weeping that he just brought you out of, the mourning that he just brought you out of, the tears that he just wiped away. And that's who our God is. That's who our God is. You guys be blessed. Know that I love you. Pray for me. And I'm going to continue to pray for you. Surrender your life to Christ. If you backslidden, come on back over and then do something kind for somebody today because that gives God glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.